If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is The Jesse Kelly Show. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. Another hour of the Jesse Kelly Show on a Monday. Sorry you're getting low-key, low-voice Jesse because, because well, the voice is gone. <laughs> it's the, there's some kind of plague has descended into the house, and it's turned me into a really bad person, and I legitimately feel bad about something. I'll get to that in a few. We're going to get to that this hour. We're going to talk about what happened with Trump today and Judge Chutkin we're going to talk about Joe Biden paying tribute to St. George Floyd, Janet Yellen stuff. There's just so much we're still going to get to. Emails, I'm going to get to a bunch of those tonight. But you know what time it is, right? It's Monday. It's the start of the second hour on Monday. So it's Medal of Honor Monday time. What is Medal of Honor Monday? Well, we just read a Medal of Honor citation. Every time a brave soul earns a Medal of Honor, they do a citation. They do a write-up on what he did. And we just forget about them. We forget about these names, these heroes. We forget about their deeds. And a hero deserves to be remembered. And it's important to remember him. Remember, history is critically important. It it not only ties us to our country and our past, it guides us. You know, those values don't just magically get passed down. We do this because we need new heroes. We do. And we take suggestions, love, hate, death threats, ask Dr. Jesse questions and suggestions if you have one you love. 
This one was emailed to us. He said, uh, suggest Father Emil Capon, Roman Catholic chaplain during the Korean War, who stayed during a troop movement to aid the sick and the wounded. Uh, I'll, I'll read the rest of this email after I read the citation, but daggone, man, a chaplain. Just sit back and this is this is what I want from my pastor. Find me this guy. This is the guy who I will follow into battle. Ready? Aim. Honoring those who went above and beyond. It's Medal of Honor Monday. For conspicuous gallantry and intrepidity at the risk of his life above and beyond the call of duty while serving with the 3rd Battalion, 8th Cavalry Regiment, 1st Cavalry Division during combat operations against an armed enemy at Unsan, Korea from November 1 to 2, November 1st to the 2nd, 1950. On November 1st, as Chinese Communist forces viciously attacked friendly elements, Chaplain Kapan calmly, calmly walked through withering enemy fire in order to provide comfort and medical aid to his comrades and rescue friendly wounded men from no man's land. Though the Americans successfully repelled the assault, they found themselves surrounded by the enemy. Facing annihilation, the able-bodied men were ordered to evacuate. However, Chaplain Capon, fully aware of his certain capture, elected to stay behind with the wounded. After the enemy succeeded in breaking through the defense in the early morning hours of November 2nd, Chaplain Capon continually made rounds as hand-to-hand -hand combat ensued. As Chinese Communist forces approached the American position, Chaplain Capon noticed an injured Chinese officer amongst the wounded and convinced him to negotiate the safe surrender of the American forces. Shortly after his capture, Chaplain Capon, with complete disregard for his personal safety and unwavering resolve, bravely pushed aside an enemy soldier preparing to execute Sergeant First Class Herbert A. Miller. Not only did Chaplain Capon's gallantry save the life of Sergeant Miller, but his unparalleled courage and leadership inspired all those present, including the, who, those who may have otherwise fled in panic, to remain and fight the enemy until captured. Chaplain Capon's extraordinary heroism and selflessness above and beyond the call of duty are in keeping with the highest traditions of military service and reflect great, great credit upon himself, 3rd Battalion, 8th Cavalry Regiment, 1st Cavalry Division in the United States Army. How about that? And here's the rest of the email. Taken prisoner, cared for those in the POW camps, sacrificing his own health to feed the weak, died as a POW, and buried separately on high ground overlooking the camp in May 1951. Father Capon's unidentified remains were returned to Hawaiian military, uh, a Hawaiian military cemetery in 1954. A survivor who helped bury Father Capon read a Knights of Columbus magazine in the waiting room of a VA hospital in Naples, Florida in November 2003. Article mentioned transferring the remains from a separate grave at the POW camp. Survivor connected the dots and through family, DNA was able to identify, identify Father Capon's remains awarded the Medal of Honor in 2013. One of the soldiers saved in Korea was present at the ceremony. 
Father Capon was reburied in his hometown in Kansas with full honors in 2021. Sainthood is being investigated. I would say that is more than justified, as is Taps for that great man. What a man, right? What a stud. All right. Now, let's move on. We're going to get to this Judge Chutkin thing with the with the, the gag order for Trump today. And we're going to get to some emails, but I feel really bad about something. And this isn't one of those tongue-in-cheek gag things. I really do feel bad about something. And there's nothing I can do to fix it. So you know that I'm a bad person, right? I wish, I really genuinely wish I was not, but I'm a bad person. And one of the worst things about me is this. You know the whole man-cold stereotype, how men turn into babies when they get sick, just a little cold or something like that? I actually don't do that. Did you know that? What I do is so much worse. I don't get uh, sappy and whiny when I get sick. I turn mean, very mean. Uh, The wife says it's like an angry grizzly bear. I don't know why I'm like this. I wish I wasn't like this, but... I just get really, really angry, and I get mean. And I did something bad, and I feel terrible about it, and and there's no way I can make it right. So I just, I mean, look, you're my confession, right? I know you lean on me. You lean on the show for some things, us here at the show. I lean on you for some things. So here it is. The in-laws are in town. Wife's parents are in town. Wonderful people. And unbeknownst to them, they brought the Black Plague with them. And they get to they get to the house, they're instantly sick. The wife and I leave town. We go to New York City. Uh, we we have to meet with the suits and I have to do all kinds of things. And then got home last night. <clears throat> Wake up this morning. I have no voice. That's why I sound like I need an extra extra supply of chalk right now. That's why I can't project. I can't yell. I can't do anything. So nothing major. Just like an allergy thing. Just think of it that way. Just like an allergy thing. But I'm in a bad mood now. We had bought my in-laws tickets to go to a concert they had always wanted to see. I won't go into the details of it. Uh, I used StubHub. It's an app. I, I know you're probably rolling your eyes at technology, Jesse. I'm not that familiar with apps and buying tickets. When I was a kid, if we ever went to an event, we would oftentimes show up close to the start of the event, you know, a college football game or something and go to try to get a better price from the ticket scalpers who are outside because the tickets will drop to half price you know, right before the game. We'd show up without without tickets to a game and just kind of try to grab some in so we could afford to go into the game. Well, I realize that makes me sound like a really old person today. This is all done online. Okay, long story short, I buy them two tickets online. It's tonight. 
The tickets were expensive. They can't go. They feel bad. I wanted them to go. I feel bad for them. It freaking sucks, right? So I, not to make myself sound like Jewish producer Chris, begin to worry about getting my money back. So I figured it shouldn't be difficult to sell these things on the app. Just stay with me. Just stay with me. We'll get to the Judge Chutkin stuff in a minute. So I go on this app. Before you're making fun of me and saying, I'm going to screw this up, I go on this app with the aid of my children to take the tickets I'd already bought and put them for sale on the app so I could sell them. I'm trying to sell them and get some of my money back. This is going to lead me to where I screwed up and I can't make it right and I feel terrible before I get to that. You know what's going to make me feel better? There's only one thing that really will help me. Rest. Sleep. Whenever I get done here, I'm going to go home and I'm going to drink whatever weirdo health freak drink my wife prepares for me. And I'm going to lay my head down on my My Pillow 2.0 and I'm going to Lord willing sleep. And My Pillow 2.0 is my greatest aid for that. It's not just because it has the patented My Pillow fill, it's because the My Pillow 2.0 it has the temperature regulating foam, meaning. If I happen to spike a fever tonight, I'm not going to wake up with sweat head because my pillow stays cool all the time and they're on sale right now. The queen size ones are normally $79.98. Right now they're $39.99. If you go to mypillow.com, click on the radio listener special square and use the promo code Jesse, you can get a screaming deal on a my pillow 2.0. The king size are only 10 bucks more. Mypillow.com. Promo code Jesse. Sleep like I'm going to sleep tonight. Or call them 800 845 I'll finish this up and we'll talk about this Judge Chutkin and Trump next. Jesse Kelly. Back soon. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. Don't forget you can download a podcast of the show on iHeart, Google, Spotify, iTunes, Sorry, I'm a little bit quiet tonight. There's nothing I can do about that. We'll get to this Trump Judge Chutkin thing and the Biden stuff and the Janet Yellen stuff here in a few. This Yellen stuff is bigger than people think. She she gave an eye-opening interview. In fact, I think I'll lead with that before I get to the Biden stuff, but I want to finish my story here, then we'll get to the Trump stuff. So I was going over. I, I did something terrible, and I feel really bad about it. I bought my in-laws some tickets to a concert they wanted to go to, They got sick, couldn't go. I get on StubHub because I bought them on StubHub, and I tried to list the tickets on StubHub so I could sell them, so I could sell them back, make some of my money back. The tickets would not list. I kept listing them, and then I'd go to the listing thing, and they weren't listed as being on there. My sons got involved. Now, my sons are tech whizzes. You know, they're that next generation. My oldest son is creating video games, coding and all kinds. These kids know what they're doing. They can't figure it out. So I know you're already mocking me and saying it was me. This time it was not me. There was something wrong. Now, remember, I'm a little a little sick, a little under the weather. But know how I told you I get mean when I get sick? Now I'm getting frustrated and I decide I have to call because it it was, look, I wanted some money back. I, I'm, I have to call them. All I want is to be able to list the ticket. I call. They, of course, put me through that automated voice messaging system for about 10 hours. I finally get a hold of somebody and 
This is how the conversation goes. Hello, what, thank you for calling Stump Up. Uh, uh, would you please, could you, could you tell me exactly what's going on? And I, I, so I gave him, I said, okay, this is, uh, this is Jesse Kelly. Okay. Thank you, Jesse Kelly. Could you give me the order number? You know, I'm having a hard time understanding him, but I give him the order number. And then, okay. Could you tell me exactly what's going on? And look, you know, I don't have very many skills, right? But clearly laying things out, I would argue is probably something I'm good at. Chris, Michael, look, even, even Chris and Michael would probably argue that would probably be something I'm good at laying things out simply. I very simply, in a couple sentences laid out, I bought these tickets. I'm trying to sell the tickets. The tickets aren't selling. I've done this, this, and this. This is the problem. He then proceeds to ask me to repeat myself four times because he can't understand what I'm saying. He doesn't speak English. He doesn't understand English at all. Now, this is the part I'm really not happy about because this is just a dude. I mean, look, who knows where he's from? I couldn't tell. I can't place accents, but he's just a guy trying to make a living. And this is where I got upset. I didn't want to. I tried to calmly get upset, but this is how it went. I said, I need to speak to the manager, please. Uh, why? I'm trying to help you out right now, sir. I need to speak to the manager or someone who speaks English now, please. Sir, I am trying the best I can. I understand you're trying. I need to speak to the manager or someone who speaks English now, please. I'm not repeating myself again now. Sir, I am doing the best I can. I'm really trying. I said, I understand you. This is where I lost it. I said, I understand you're doing the best you can. I understand you're trying. I do. However, you are failing. I'm sorry. I know that's not your fault. Get someone on the phone who understands English and can speak it back to me and get that person on the phone now so I can sell my tickets back the way the app says I can sell the tickets back. And at this point in time, I feel terrible. The boys, the boys are snickering, right? The wife is just sitting over there shaking her head with a half smirk on her face because she's seen, she's seen this, she's seen this movie before. Everyone, even though they're smirking, they're all expanding their distance from me at the moment. They're giving me a wider berth here. But the guy, he does put me on hold. And lo and behold, someone who does speak English, a manager gets on the phone. And it did turn out to be 100% their fault. There was a problem with their internet system. It didn't, it didn't get loaded up right. But I got to be honest with you. And I'll get to this Trump Judge, Hutch, Judge Chutkin stuff. I never do that stuff anymore. And I feel about one inch high because I have no way to reach out to that guy and just say, hey, man, my bad. I'm sorry. I should not have lost my temper like that. I should not have spoken to you that way. But there, there's a warning now for everybody. Let everyone know now, as big of a jerk as I am, when I'm 100% healthy, if I get even a minor case of the sniffles and you see me, just turn and run the other direction because apparently I just turn into the spawn of Satan. So there, I got it off my chest. Uh, Habib, if you are listening right now, whatever your name was, I, I am sorry. I, I apologize. If you reach out to me, if you by chance are listening to this phone in the Sudan or wherever you are right now, I want you to know and you reach out to me. 
I will buy you a free Rosetta Stone English. So that kind of thing does never, it does not ever happen to you again because your English freaking sucks. And I'm sorry. And as a token of, of my, of my apology, I will teach you better English. All right. So from me to you, allow me to just say, now let's lay this down and let's discuss what happened today with Judge Chutkin and Trump. And this is something that that we all should have seen coming, but it's something we are going to discuss briefly. And then we're going to discuss an eye-opening interview. Most people have heard a little cut of it or two, but man, they're missing all the things Janet Yellen really said. You want to know what these people really think about you and your country and their plans? We'll talk about that. First, let's talk about practicing with our weapons. You do not get good with your weapon by looking at it. You don't get good with your weapon by buying it. You don't get good with your weapon by buying extra ammunition. Shooting is not something that comes natural to people. You weren't naturally supposed to have a gun. The only way to get good at shooting is practice. There's not another way. There's not a second way. Very few things in life you can say that way. There ain't more than one way to skin this cat. You will practice or you will die. Get a Mantis X system. They will send it to your home. You will practice dry fire practice in the comfort of your home with feedback, professional feedback, getting you good. Drills, both hands, standing, kneeling, keeping track of your store. Go get a Mantis X system and start preparing like you have to because one day you might. MantisX.com. All right. MantisX. Com. It is the Jesse Kelly show on a Monday. Now let's talk about the news of the day really quickly today. Well, one of the one of the big stories of today is, as everyone knows, Trump's got you know eight thousand trials on hand, and one of his big ones, probably his biggest one, the one the one that has him in real, real, real significant trouble. Well, they all do, but this, this DC one with Jack Smith, just special counsel Jack Smith, and remember that. These are two names you need to remember. Jack Smith is the special counsel, but Tanya Chutkin, Judge Chutkin, she is the U.S. District Judge that's going to be over the case. Remember about Judge Chutkin. She is a committed communist. She's an Obama appointee. Her entire career has been giving communist street animals the lightest possible sentence while sending January Sixers to prison for longer than she has to. Again, this is why I laugh at the naivete of so many people on the right who talk about the rule of law, and that's against the law, and they can't do that. These people, she's a judge, but she's really a communist foot soldier. That's how she sees herself. You're the only one who sees, not you, but your, your friend Norm, He's the only one who sees Tanya Chutkin as a judge. She doesn't see herself that way at all. She sees herself as a warrior. She's got her claws in Trump, and she's destroying him. <clears throat> and she will. Look, I, you don't, I don't sugarcoat things on this show. I've been very frank about that. What they're doing to him is awful. It's not a laughing matter. I'm sorry I don't join in with the, with the, the clowns on the right who laugh and cheer. Ah-ha-ha, ha, that Trump got him again. I do not find it to be enjoyable or hilarious 
that they are taking the leading candidate to be the nominee and they're going to throw him in prison in an election year because I understand what it means for the country. I don't think it's fun. I don't think it's funny. I don't get any enjoyment out of it at all. I think it's freaking horrific. What she did today, she put a gag order on Trump, a limited gag order, I should say. What does it mean? Trump can't put out public statements blasting Jack Smith, blasting this judge, her staff. And you know, that's really Trump's MO. I mean, Trump will blast the mailman. Trump, Trump blasts everyone if someone makes him mad. And people are freaking out on the right. How can she do this? Well, one, remember, when you control the whole justice system, you can do whatever you want. None of the horrors that are coming for Donald Trump in the legal system should be surprising you. The January 6th political prisoners have already gone through all this. Everyone's just now finding out how evil it is because now Trump's in it. People are paying attention. Ask any one of these poor January 6th guys what they've gone through. They've already gone through all this already. You cannot get out of it. It's not a matter of, what well, you just haven't supported Trump hard enough. That's so stupid to talk like that. No one talked like that in the Soviet Union when Stalin had the NKVD arrest you and prepare you for a show trial. No one said stupid things like, we have to support him harder. He's going to beat it. No one said idiotic things like that because they all understood they were part of a very evil system. And once you get caught up in that evil system, well... You can't beat the ride, now can you? The system is not going to allow Donald Trump to escape what they have planned for him. That's why they keep denying the change of venue requests with, with which Trump justifiably has asked for. Trump has said, I can't get a fair trial in D.C. No Republican could, and that's very obvious to anyone paying attention, and by the law, he should be able to get out of that. Of course they're going to deny that. Of course they're going to deny him his ability to make public comments. They're not going to let him out of it. I'm sorry. I know that's horrible. It is. It's horrible. But that's the system we have. Remember, these people, they have plans, and these plans are not going to be they're not going to be hampered by norms or the law or the Constitution. or the, That's not how judges like Chutkin think. You look at Judge Chutkin, and even if you look at her and think, well, she's a liberal or she's a lefty or she's a Democrat, but still, she's a, a judge. And, you know, she's an older woman. So, no, she's a, she's a seasoned judge, a wise judge. Her temperament, her religion, the things she wants... They're identical to the Black Lives Matter Antifa animals who take to the streets. She just does so with a few more years on her in a judge's robe. That's how she sees herself. A warrior for the cause. All right, before we get to the Janet Yellen stuff, because that's heavy enough, I'm going to do some of these emails because there's a bunch of them and a bunch of really, really great ones, and I haven't had a chance to get to anything today. Jesse. Please help. My future mother-in-law is a f fanatical MSNBC communist. I took my dime, smoking hot 54-year-old blonde, and her mother on a long weekend to Hilton Head. On the ride home, her mother began attacking, 
common sense with Black Lives Matter and Trump and cop shooting comments. Four hours into a five-hour drive, the attacks on rational thoughts continued while sitting in the back seat. In a moment of weakness, I may have sarcastically referred to her mother as a communist. What can I do? Well, one, I'm sure your dime understands her mom's a communist. Two, remember, remember what we've talked about before. And this is something, remember, remember I was telling you about the tour guide, the tour guide who was a dirty commie and everything about America sucked and America was racist and America did this and America did that. Well, I want you to think about how insane that is from a normal person's perspective. Okay. He's a tour guide. Uh, these people are tourists. That's why they needed a tour guide. So you have people from everywhere and you have no idea what they believe. And yet without hesitation, he felt completely comfortable spouting his vile communist filth. You know why he did? Because we have been too soft and weak on the right. And it has allowed the social shame system of the nation to be flipped upside down. The wife and I were actually talking about it. How bold is this guy that he just can just spout it out? It could have been all Republicans on the tour. He had no idea. It was never discussed. But without a second thought, everything's Trump's fault and America sucks and that's evil and the helos are bad and everything sucks without a moment of hesitation. Do you know why? Because he's used to being the aggressor in every conversation and he's used to anyone on the right shutting up, wanting to keep the peace, closing their mouth, putting their head down. Things you've done a million times, things I've done a million times. I'm not pointing fingers at you. You've, I've been at that family reunion of yours, at that, at that uh, big neighborhood party of yours where the Democrat comes in screaming and yelling. And I've done what you've done. Huh? Just kind of roll my eyes and walk away. But that's why these vile demons feel so comfortable doing this over and over and over again because we never challenge them. In every social situation, these people are simply used to calling it and never being called on it. And they can just spout whatever they want, wherever they want, and they feel totally free doing so. After all, the media agrees with them, and the FBI agrees with them, and the the president agrees with them, and Hollywood agrees with them. I can say whatever I want. Everyone agrees with me, right? We have to stop that. I'm glad you called your dirty mother-in-law a commie, because it's exactly what she is. And you know why she felt totally comfortable spouting Black Lives Matter, MSNBC filth? Because for her entire adult life, she's been the aggressor in every conversation. No more allowing the communist to be the aggressor. You, the anti-communist. Me, the anti-communist. It's time for us to put it in check. It's time to flip the social shame system over. It needs a renewal, if you will. All right. Some more emails in this Janet Yellen interview, which is big. Next. Jesse Kelly. You're listening to The Jesse Kelly Show. It is The Jesse Kelly Show on a Monday. Remember, you can email the show love, hate, death threats, ask Dr. Jesse questions, whatever. All that can be emailed to jesse at jessekellyshow.com. Jesse at jessekellyshow.com. So the Biden 60 Minutes interview, I am going to cover it. I'm going to play stuff from that. There's a, there's a bunch of really revealing stuff from that. But there's something, there's a bigger interview out there most people are ignoring. Janet Yellen, 
Janet Yellen, obviously you know, Treasury Secretary, all those things. You, you know who Janet Yellen is. You listen to this show. But Janet Yellen is the elite's elite, right? This is this is her circles. You know how the communists are always divided into two camps, only two camps. Elite communist scum. Those are the ones who aren't the true believers, but they're going to use true believers to acquire more money and power. And then there's the street communist scum. Those are the vile idiots, the Antifas, the Black Lives Matter, murdering people in the streets, the LGBTQ demon mobs rubbing their penis in people's faces. That's the street communist scum. Janet Yellen is the elite communist scum, one of the ones in charge. Now, I'm going to again say something I've said several times, but get used to it because this is something people need to hear and they need to accept. The U.S. government only takes in so much money a year. Every dime taken in by the United States government goes to entitlements, Social Security, Medicare, Medicaid, and welfare checks. Now, let me pause on this for a second. When I call those entitlements, people will email in who are on Social Security or Medicare, and they'll say, these are not entitlements. Don't call them entitlements. I paid into it. Listen, I understand that. I I, I get that. But they're considered entitlements. And I understand why you wouldn't want want to be lumped in with the welfare queens. I'm not doing that. They're considered entitlements. This is not an indictment on somebody on Social Security. You paid into it, you're going to get Social Security. Well, you will, I won't. But uh, that's what it is. So entitlements, they take up every single thing that the United States government takes in. Anything else outside of entitlements, we borrow money for and pay interest on. Every one of those pretty aircraft carriers you love. The troops, the border, the post office. You pick a federal thing. We borrow money with ever-increasing interest rates on those things. Now, knowing that, and what I just said, remember, that is not a left or right-wing radio or middle. That's not debatable. It doesn't matter who you are. It's not debatable. That's black and white. You can go look at the numbers, look at a pie chart. It is what it is. It cannot possibly be disputed. Now, that makes this comment pretty interesting, doesn't it? This is the most threatening and challenging geopolitical environment that I've ever seen. At the same time, the U.S. is in its weakest fiscal position since World War II with debt to GDP at 122%. Can, can America, can the West afford another war at this time? I, I think the answer is absolutely. Um, America can certainly afford to stand with Israel and to support Israel's military needs. And we also can and must support Ukraine. Okay. Yeah, of course we can. Of course we can. Just, just stay with me. There's something out there that's dooming us. Big time. Okay, of course we can. We can do anything. Joe Biden was actually asked a pretty similar question on 60 Minutes. Here's what Joe Biden had said. Are the wars in Israel and Ukraine more than the United States can take on at the no, same time? We're the United States of America, for God's sake. The most powerful nation in the history, not in the world, in the history of the world. The history of the world. We can take care of both of these and still maintain our overall international defense. We have the capacity to do this, and we have an obligation to. We are the essential. Okay. 
Why do they talk like that? When the numbers don't pencil out, look, even Joe Biden, when he's not pooping his pants or touching his daughter, even Joe Biden can read numbers still, even at his age. Joe Biden is able to read numbers. Janet Yellen, as wrong as she's been on everything, Janet Yellen knows what I just said about entitlements is true. Believe me, as Treasury Secretary, I promise she can read a pie chart. She may be a moron, but she can read a pie chart. She understands what I said is true. So why do they talk like this? Why do they march forward? Well, I'm going to play you something else. This is another clip from the Biden. Listen to this. Are you sure that you want to run again? Yes, because I'm sure. Look, when I ran, I said the world's at an inflection point. The world's changing. But we have an opportunity to make it. So imagine if we were able to succeed. Hold on. He loses his, he loses track of his train of thought a thousand times. We know that. So let's try to follow along here. We have, we have an opportunity to, to and he, of course he lost his train of thought. And then he goes on. In getting the Middle East put in place where we have normalization of relations. I think we can do that. Imagine what happens if we, in fact, unite all of Europe and Putin is finally put down where he cannot cause the kind of trouble he's been causing we have enormous opportunities why do you want to be president of the united states of america again i want to be president because of the united states of america again because of the middle east and europe kind of an odd way to answer that wouldn't you say that's an odd way to answer that and that brings me to someone else who's in the mix dome she gave one of her answers she gives often. She loves this line. Some college student, I'm sure, wrote this line four or five years ago. It's terrible, but she fell in love with it immediately. She said this. Always believe in what can be, unburdened by what has been. Always believe in what can be, unburdened by what has been. So what are these people talking about? How could Janet Yellen, who could read a pie chart, how could she say we can afford anything? We have money for everything. Joe Biden, we have money for everything. Joe, why are you running again? Well, I mean, the Middle East and Putin. And Dome gets up there and says, well, I'm unburdened by what has been. You see what it is? We'll talk about what it is next hour. And we'll continue on with more of this Joe Biden, Janet Yellen. There's a, there's a real crossover there in just a moment. Before we do that, let's talk about taking care of our dogs so our dogs can... Well, keep comforting us. You know how I told you that the in-laws were sick? It was actually pretty adorable. One of my boys snapped a picture and sent it to me and Ab when we were in New York City. Guess who was curled up on Grandpa? Fred. Of course he was. The whole time. Just there, sensing the discomfort. Just being there. Is there anything better than a dog? I want my dog to live for a long time. Big of a fluffy idiot as he is. I want your dog to live a long time. That's why I give Fred Rough Greens. It's not just because of the health issues he's had that are now better. Digestive problems, ear infections. I pour Rough Greens nutritional supplement on Fred's food every single meal because I want Fred to live for years longer. Remember, there's no nutrition in your dog's food. Pour an all-natural nutritional supplement on it. Pour Rough Greens on it and let that dog live. Call them for a free jumpstart trial bag, 833-33-MY-DOG. Or go to roughgreens.com slash jesse. 
We'll finish up what they were talking about next. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.